right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. That. We don't got time that. Right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Schwert and Derek Johnson on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Have you been following the, uh, well, I guess there's nothing to follow anymore. It's done. It was a very short-lived idea. The Super League, this uh, Mm -hmm. soccer, some call it football. Football. Football, yeah. Not to be confused with American football, Mm. um, which has been popularized in this country by the NFL, National Football League. Um, Football, soccer, the great game, the beautiful game. Yeah, tell me more. Well, so I'm surprised you haven't heard about this. It's a big story, even if you're not like a soccer fan, like you're not. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically... 12 of these soccer clubs, they call them clubs over in Europe, Mm. um, 12 of these clubs, the big ones, the good ones, they said, screw this league that we're in, UEFA, let's go join, let's go make a super league, and it'll be great, it'll be only the best teams, and we'll make a lot of money, and everybody's going to love it, and it's going to be super successful, and we'll get rich. Well, it already disbanded before it even started, like 48 hours is how long this plan lasted, because the second they announced the plan... It was received about as horribly as any sports announcements ever been received. I'm trying to think of anything where, like, a bombshell announcement came for a given sports league or just a given sport. I'm trying to think of another one that was received, like, this negatively. You know, now, nowadays, when things are being, when things are happening, it's either, it's negative, like uh, the NFL adding a 17th week. It's like uh, most people don't like it, but nobody really cares. It's not going to change the product. Or in, in a lot of cases, we're seeing leagues become more progressive where you have like, uh, for instance, college sports now allowing name, image, and likeness. Or you have, uh, I'm trying to think of something else, college football going from the BCS system to college football playoff like people want to see more teams but that news was received very well this news was received almost unilaterally about as negatively as possible so much so that within like one day one of these clubs Chelsea came out and said nope we're done uh actually we're backing out uh five other clubs followed suit and then as of this morning everybody Everybody's backed out, and they're just going to stick around in their current format. Um, I don't really know exactly if it was just solely the negative backlash that made them reverse course, but I actually think that other leagues should try to do this now. Like, they obviously didn't succeed, so it's not the best blueprint to follow. But we've been talking about conference realignment for a decade now, and the idea of there being, like, four super conferences, dumb. Four super conferences, dumb. One mega super conference, awesome. And I know I'm not the first one to come up with this, and college football drives all of these decisions, 
but what if basketball was first to the table? Kansas needs to get ahead of this. Travis Goff, if he champions this, I mean, talk about a legacy as an athletic director to say, I'm thinking bigger than Kansas. I'm thinking the sport in general. What is Kansas great at? College basketball. Let's start the fire of a college basketball super conference. Okay, who's in it? We know the big four or five, right? You know that uh, the, the UEFA one had 12, so let's go with 12. And maybe we'll have to change the number. If the college basketball was to start a Super League, we know that Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina would be in it. Michigan State would certainly be in it. Um, where do we go from there? Because you can start rattling off teams, but I want you to think at the very best. Villanova mm-hmm. would definitely be yeah. in there. Plus you get the... I mean, how much does... Because part of the Super League as well wasn't just, you know, oh, it's going to be the 12 best. It, it's partially as well about what's going to make us the most money, uh-huh. what markets are going to make us the most money. So UCLA right? has to come in yeah. to the picture. You got to get the West Coast out there and Los Angeles. Um, and that's why else Villanova would be good. You know, you get the Philadelphia market. Um, do you think at all about like Syracuse and Georgetown to get that kind of, maybe Connecticut, like any of those, to get that kind of Northeast? I'm willing to write those down for later, like if there's room, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, can I come? If there's room. <laughs> Let us check off the rest of the list first, and we'll decide. Syracuse has a better chance of getting in than Georgetown. Georgetown has not really been relevant at all, except for the Patrick Ewing and the Allen Iverson years. So, I'm I'm good with just go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and saying Georgetown's not getting in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we got KU, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina. Villanova, UCLA, Michigan State. That's seven. Do you want to add Michigan? Again, I think they fall under the if there's room category. I mean, Michigan's been good. You you have the the title team in the late 80s. You have the Fab Five kind of taking over the 90s. Um, they were good with John Beeline, now good again with Juwan Howard. They have a lot of money. Well, they had a good year. I don't know if that necessarily qualifies as they're good. They're back, you know? If you think so, then that's fine. But there's going to be a lot of candidates, and I'm telling you right now, a lot of them aren't going to make it. So we yes, need to be judicious list. with this. Virginia has to be in the candidate list. They just won a national title two years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool Baylor with that. Baylor has to be in the candidate list. We probably won't pick them, but they just won a national title. Again, probably won't get picked, but they're, Is like, there anybody they're ob- like an honorable mention All-American. Like, we mentioned you. you is know? there anybody obvious that we're missing? I mean, Texas is probably... Ah, uh, Texas, no. No. I, as it came out of my mouth, I knew Again, that Again, like, we right. had the conversation weeks ago about what's the better job, Oklahoma or Texas. So, if you want to bring up Texas, I would bring up Oklahoma. Yeah, I think most people would agree that it's Texas, though. Like, I was trying to be a little bit of a contrarian, but... But at the very least, even if people say it's Texas, it's close, you know? So, if you bring up Texas, you have to bring up Oklahoma. Um, I would bring up Louisville. Yeah, Louisville's a good one. Yep. Louisville hasn't been good in quite some time, though. They won a title in, what, 2013, 2014? It was a long time ago. It's almost a decade ago. They were the number one team in Ken Palm in, like, 2015. What have you done for me lately? I mean, they're still, like, making tournaments, doing well. Um, hmm. I feel like we're missing... Gonzaga? Do they have to be in there? Gonzaga has to be yeah, in okay. there. Yeah, okay. How do we miss Gonzaga? I don't know. Arizona. Mm. Indiana? Yeah, Indiana's got to be in there. Indiana has to be in? Yes. What have you done for me lately? I know, but 
Like at some point, the history has to matter. And again, if we're doing the Super League, like the history and the, I think fandom fandom matters. Yes. Like, do you have passionate fans? And that's the thing. Like Indiana, even when they're going like fifteen and fifteen, they're selling out. Is it Assembly Hall? I believe is the name of it. Like they're selling that place out. You know. Yeah, I need to know that. Like, Remember when fans Romeo Langford yeah. committed to Indiana? They filled out like a six thousand person high school gym just to see him go to the in-state school. So mm-hmm. they would be up there for me. Okay, I'm cool with I'm cool with go ahead and I want to put Connecticut in there. Okay, well, dude, you've named a lot of schools. You've named a lot of schools, and I was just throwing ones out there that you'd have to consider. You've named I've, just as many schools as the ones that we've actually inducted, because we've only got eight schools in right now. We only have four spots left, yeah, and I've got a, I've got a there. list of about ten teams. Connecticut has what four title or five titles? They're in the Northeast, so you get that portion of it. You get the old Big East. I'm not as concerned geographically as you are. I think it would be smart if you were starting a league to make sure you're hitting TV markets across the country. I'm cool with UConn because of the titles. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, UConn's in. That's nine. We've only got three spots left. Okay. Now. So let me just throw a couple at you just to not to put on there necessarily, just to consider. Ohio State. Florida. I was going to say Florida. I feel like we're missing more Big Ten schools, but they haven't won a title since 2000, so. I mean, you, we got Michigan on the short list. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. You're on the short list. <laughs> Be thankful. Are we missing any Big 12 schools besides Kansas, obviously? I mean, you already mentioned. You said Oklahoma, o- Texas. I mean, Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor are all on the short list. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got nine. And these are the schools. I don't think we need to add any more because I feel like we've got a good enough list here of schools that are on the verge of getting Arkansas? in. Arkansas? Shut up. What? Arkansas. Uh, isn't Arkansas like Arkansas's like ninth or tenth all time in Final Fours? I don't care about that. And you hit another portion of like the, kind of the Southwest. No, they're not ahead of any of these teams. I'll not, okay, of, here's the teams. Put them ahead of Florida. Sir, okay, who cares? Because Florida's not getting in. They're not. Getting, <laughs> Florida's not getting one of the last three spots, and neither is Arkansas. Okay, come on. Syracuse, Virginia, Baylor, Michigan, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisville, Arizona, Ohio State, and Florida, and Arkansas. Okay? We got three spots. Three spots. UNLV. My gut reaction says Syracuse, Michigan, And Arizona. I don't want Syracuse. I want Arizona. I'm in with you on that. What what why what does Arizona have that Syracuse doesn't? They have more history with more coaches. Not really. I mean, Lute Olson was the guy who built uh, Sean that Miller has had more success sense. than whoever your second coach would pick at Syracuse. That, that's, you can't do that. There hasn't mean? been a second one. <laughs> no, no, say, no, you can't say that Sean Miller is gonna is better than whoever Syracuse hires after Jim Beheim. That's you can't do that. Jim Beheim's been there for forty years. And listen, who was there before Jim Beheim? I don't, it doesn't matter. Who was that Duke before Coach K? Okay, they shouldn't be on the list. So Duke's got to go yeah, too. Duke's got to go. You got to have. My two God, they were shooing. Got to have two coaches. Okay, okay. I, okay. I'm fine with Syracuse. You get the big New York media market as well. No, is there anyone that we agree on? I do agree on Arizona. I don't like, even know if I agree with Arizona. I said it, and now I'm but like Arizona, when you think of the Lute Olsen era, like, that is, I mean, like, Arizona is probably, since 1990, the 
best West Coast basketball program, correct? Like, if you cut it off at 1990, it's Arizona. That's a 30-year stretch. I mean, UCLA won a title in 95. They won one, you know? Well, Arizona, Arizona won, won one. Arizona won one. Yeah, but Arizona had more long-lasting success over that three decades. That's over 30 years. Arizona's been to four Final Fours, and they've been to zero in the last 20 years, so... Yeah, but think about how many times yeah, they've had but a one what? seed. Yeah, but what? No, I mean, that's been the bugaboo for Sean Miller. Like, they'll get a one seed, and they lose in the Elite Eight. You know, they've had really good teams. Like, they have been prominent. They have been distinguishable in college basketball. I would put Arizona in there. They still get good recruits. I'm good with Arizona, too. So, what's that give us? 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11? I got 11 all of a sudden? KU, Duke, Kentucky. North Carolina, Villanova, UCLA, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Indiana, UConn, Arizona. That's 11. We got one spot left. My math has been terrible. We got one spot left. I'm going to give you the candidates yet again. Virginia, Syracuse, Baylor, Michigan, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisville, Ohio State, and Florida. This may be easiest just to start eliminating. Oklahoma's not getting in. I already know who I want to pick. Florida's not getting in. Um, Ohio State's not getting in. I'm just going to let you know I'm picking Louisville. Baylor won a title this year. Scott Drew's got things humming. Let's just talk about their candidacy for a moment. Congratulations, your candidate. Move on. Is that how is that how uh, KU's treating Kevin Kane right now in the coaching search? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You made the top five. You're a candidate. You're not getting the job. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. I'm trying to keep people happy here. Okay, but like Louisville, for instance, like if we're just c- to compare those, because that's who I said I'm taking. Baylor just won their first title, right? Or was it their second? Did they win one in like the 50s or something? It doesn't matter. I don't care. Louisville has three titles. One in the last decade. They have... 10 Final Fours, if I'm counting this right, including three in the last 16 years, two in the last 10. They got 10 Final Fours, three titles. Yeah. 80, 86, and 2013. And you also have the fact that, you know, you have the rivalry with Louisville and Kentucky. You have a big college basketball media market. Like, that is one of the... uh, Some of the biggest college basketball media markets every year, it's like kind of the North Carolina areas, and it's kind of that Lexington, Louisville area. Like, those are always up there. So... To me, Louisville would kind of be the slam dunk. I would take Louisville over. Virginia's not getting in. Yeah. Virginia's just kind of Baylor, you know. Recent success, just won a title. You got your mention. Michigan, you can't put in Michigan over Louisville. Correct. So, if I'm thinking about it like that, Michigan is out. Texas is only in this conversation because of the They've brand. They've never won a title. Never even been to the title game. Yeah, it's only in, only in because yeah. of the brand. I think they've only been to like three final, two or three now, final fours. Here's, okay, wait, wait, hold on. I want to leave leave it on Texas for just a second. Now, we're we're basing it on a merit. They're not getting in. They're but not even a big this, basketball brand. They're not correct, even a big basketball correct, brand. But, but if this actually happened, Texas is making their way in there. You know why? They're doing everything in their power the donors are paying whoever they need to pay. They're bribing whoever they need to bribe. That They are working their way into this. Okay. We can make this about mm-hmm. who is more deserving. Louisville, certainly more deserving in yes. Texas. Who would you rather have in, though? <laughs> oh, Chris Because Beard. I think I would rather have Texas in. It's more I'm gonna exciting. Look at, I'm going to look at Texas. I'm going to say you're in Austin. You have a great... 
you have a great college city, you have a great university, you have tons of money, great recruiting hotbed, and you just got the hottest coach on the market. Mm-hmm. You're in a power of like. Can we rebring up Syracuse? Because Syracuse has one title, right? I would rather toss Syracuse for Texas than Louisville. Syracuse isn't in. Oh, they're not. I thought they were. Okay. No, they're. they're I mean, they're on the list, but they're not mm, in. This is tough. I think I'd still go Louisville. Um, you have KFC money, Nick. I think I'm going Texas, man. Hmm. The the brand. It, you know what? I talked myself into it just by. It's a sexy pick. It's totally not off merit, and everyone's going to be mad. that I can't believe you gave the last spot to Texas, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care. That's that's a brand I want I want in the Super League. If you want to be super, who's going to help you more? Mm-hmm. Texas is going to help us more than Louisville. I feel silly leaving Louisville out, though. I mean, who else would be, like, on the fringe? Do you want to expand? Are we already talking expansion? Yes, expansion. We're already no. We're adding Louisville. No, we're watering we're, down no, the we're product. Going, we're going to 16. We're watering down the we're product. We're going to 16. We're going to add Louisville and Syracuse, get to 14, and then the 15 and 16 spots, it's whoever uh, from the other from the Dude, other the divisions. the thing about it being a Super League, two. I guess a Super 16's League. 16's still Super. There's 350 teams. Yeah, it's it's the same size super as the 16. ACC. Yeah, Okay, go. okay. Man, we can't expand before we even start it. The product is being was being lessened well, right it's now. Not an expansion, then. That's just how we started it. They'll never know. They'll never know we had this meeting. Okay. Expansion talks have concluded. We have voted to expand two votes to zero. <laughs> Texas is in. Louisville, you're in. That gets us to thirteen. That means we have three more spots. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying. Okay. Syracuse, Syracuse, back in. in, and then the last two spots. How about this? The last two spots are awarded by merit. So whoever the previous year's top two teams were in the other league, in the non-Super League, the boring league, the normal league, they get the spot that year. No, stupid. Stupid. No. Why? Because we need to just induct a couple teams. It's the Super League, man. You're either in or you're out. I find. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State. That's that your opinion. Right That's right. your opinion. Um, Arkansas. If we're expanding... If we're expanding, I didn't even write Arkansas down. That's how little regard I have for them. If we're expanding, I want to. I want. I want Baylor back in the mix. Do you have Baylor's like career numbers? Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. Because <laughs> I don't think they should be in because of that. I think they've been to. This was their first. I want to make this case for Arkansas. Arkansas is one title game, dude. I'm telling Six you right now, fours. there's nothing you could do to convince me that Arkansas is good now. Again. They're exciting. They were good in the '90s. No, they've been Baylor's been to three Final Fours. They have one title, but they're okay. Consistently if you're telling good. me Arkansas has no chance, then here's what you have to do: to convince me to pick somebody else, mm-hmm. they have to be at least with six Final Fours because that's what Arkansas has, and at least one title because that's what Arkansas has. Okay, I'll do so it. Find that for me. And then you'll get my vote. I think you're gonna have a tougher time than you think. Now Oklahoma. Now I'm gonna end up. Pro- I'm gonna end up promoting someone who I don't even really believe in. <laughs> uh, Ohio State has 11 Final Fours and one title. Ohio State. I'm good in. with Ohio State. That's what I said from the get go. I said Michigan, Ohio State. 
I didn't say no. I just don't know why you have so much disrespect for Baylor. I don't know why you have so much disrespect for Arkansas. What they do to you? Like Baylor's been very relevant for the past fifteen years, mm-hmm. and Arkansas was relevant for, let's see, made three Final Fours in a five-year span from ninety to ninety-five. They're good now with Eric Musselman. I mean, Baylor's just a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight machine, man. Mm-hmm. Every year, they don't have down years. They don't have down years. Well, Arkansas made the Sweet Sixteen down like seven times in eleven years from ninety to. Dude, Arkansas is not getting in. I need you to drop it with the Razorbacks. They are Never. absolutely not getting in. Baseball Super Conference, sure. Football Super Conference, not quite, but you'd have a better shot of getting in that <laughs> than you would in this. I think they'd have a better shot in basketball. You want to toss Oklahoma back in the ring? Not really. Why? Eight Final Fours, one title for Michigan. I'm not Oklahoma State. They've probably been to more Final Fours than Oklahoma has. They have. Six Final Fours and two titles. Oklahoma That's State. Not more than Michigan. Michigan only has one title, I think. Yeah, but you said Michigan had eight Final Fours. Okie State has six. That extra title, though. Extra title. Wait, so Michigan has more titles and Final Fours? No. Michigan is eight and one. Oklahoma State is six and two. Oh, interesting. You know what we'll do? You know what we'll do? I'm going to bring on Jesse Newell mm-hmm. in 10 minutes. I'll let him decide. I'll let Jesse Newell pick the last team. I'll give him the teams that we have. I'll tell him the idea. I'll tell him the merits of which we have proposed teams. Before you see, do that. See what he comes up with. I have one team that won two titles back-to-back. Florida. San Francisco. Oscar Robertson. <laughs> Bill Russell, baby. No, I said uh, Austin Robertson went to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Bill Russell, that's right. Hmm. I think we got a good list here. Wouldn't this be cool if it actually happened? I see no. I see the reasoning behind trying to do this Super League thing. Is it just a conference or are we like getting rid of the NCAA tournament to do this? If it's a conference, like that's cool and all, and then you're gonna have a one seed out who wins the conference at like 18 and 12 because it's so hard. This is this is a, a political protest is what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is. We're doing this until the NCAA is replaced with something better. So the NCAA... We'll come back eventually, but we're done with the NCAA. But that means the NCAA tournament is no more. Well, it can still go on just without these teams. Mm. And again, they'll say... We'll come back to the NCAA tournament once you've gotten your stuff together. We're not done forever. This isn't a goodbye. This is a see you later. That sort of deal. See, but I don't love that. I want KU to be playing in the NCAA it's, tournament. Think about it, it's temporary, dude. It's only, it's only maybe a decade. Only a decade? But on the flip side, dude, you're going to be going up against every single game is like a title game. Every single game is like an NCAA actually. tournament game. actually an NCAA tournament. You win this tournament. You win the Super League tournament. You get to, you're going to basically award yourself a national title. And in fact, it's better because it will be more, it's not going to be, uh, they'll, be, they'll play seven game series in the playoffs too. So we'll get a true champion every oh, year. Don't love this. And if Kansas wins, already. no, if KU wins, dude, if KU wins, you know what we're going to say? We're going to say deserving champion. 
Didn't get lucky. No. It's not about draw. It's not about seeding or matchups. You were the best team in basketball. Champion. Mm. And the ban- and the and the trophy will be bigger. Okay. The trophy's gonna be bigger than the the current the NCAA trophy's made of and wood. The players actually win who, money. Hey, dude, who honestly, name another cool trophy made out of wood. Name one other cool trophy made out of wood. I don't think I could. Because wood is not a desired component of a nice trophy. I want medals, expensive, rare medals. Diamonds? What trophy has diamonds? This one. This one will. Yeah. I like it. And the banners will be bigger. Mm-hmm. And these banners can never be revoked. <laughs> you say you don't like it. In this league, you can pay players, too. Wow. Cash. So you basically created the contracts. Created the G League. Yeah. But with pre established brands, okay. pre established basketball plans, you're not going to play for the G League Ignite. Mm-hmm. You're going to play for the Kansas Jayhawks. You're going to play for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And you signed a seven figure contract to do it. And players are locked into deals. I signed a two year deal. No worrying about transferring. You can't. Mm-hmm. Contractually obligated. No worrying about, oh, I'm going to go to the pros. You can't. Mm-hmm. You are under contract. Or he does so well after his first year. Oh, NBA too bad. teams like, no, NBA teams like, I'll give you $10 million to give me the second year of his contract. You're like, okay. Buyout. Use that $10 million. Buyout money. Go buy yourself a Chet Holmgren. Exactly. Dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> and these teams will be, no, no players will go to the NCAA anymore. You think Kansas is good now? Dude, top 100 players aren't even going to consider playing for any other school. It's like I've narrowed my list down to 16. <laughs> it's the six. It's any of the any of the super league teams. All right, we'll talk more about this and uh, maybe dive into the KU football coaching search that's underway with new AD Travis Kopp with Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star coming up next. This segment's brought to you by CycleZone Power Sports, of course. CycleZone has all your dirt bike and four-wheeler needs, but did you know they also sell Sea-Doo's, tracker boats, and Yamaha Wave Runners? They've been selling watercraft for nearly a decade and recently added a second showroom for the new selection. Whether you need speed boats, fishing boats, or a pontoon for that relaxing day on the lake for your family or even just yourself, a beer, and your fishing pole. Don't you deserve to feel that lake breeze after the year we've had? CycleZone Power Sports can make that happen. Check them out at CycleZone.com or stop by the dealership on Highway 24 in North Topeka. You already know that if you need a car wash, you need to go to Tommy's Express Car Wash. They've got all the tools and expertise to keep your car clean, both inside and on the outside. You want it clean inside because if anybody gets in your car, they're not going to want it look like a pigsty. Plus, you're going to want it clean of all those germs. You want to clean on the outside because if you're going to be pulling up in somebody's neighborhood, maybe going to see a friend, they're going to see the outside of your car and go, wow. This guy, he knows what he's doing with his car washes. That's because Tommy's Express Car Wash is going to take care of you. Their wash packages let you pay for the services you want, including Tommy Guard and Body Wax. That's right. Have it looking real spiffy. Wheel cleaning and tire gloss, underbody flush, and spot-free rinse and vacuums as well. If you're like me, you have a dog. I have a golden retriever. She sheds so much. So I need the vacuums at Tommy's Express Car Wash, and boy, do they have them. They do them right. That's wash, rinse, repeat with Tommy's Express Car Wash. And don't forget to download the Tommy Club app today and enjoy endless washing for one low price. That's at Tommy's Express Car Wash. You're listening to Rock Talk Sports Talk with Nick Schwert and Derek Johnson on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. 
All right, so we've we've got it whittled down to 15. We are creating our college basketball super league. We've got 15 teams, and I'm going to let our next guest, Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star, I'm going to give him the distinct honor of choosing the, the 16th and final team for our Super League. Or if he wants to make any changes, like if he just wants to knock some teams off and make this a 10-team league, a 12-team league, that's fine too. Jesse joins us now on the show. All right, Jesse, so I'm assuming you're somewhat familiar with uh, with the Super League that uh, was a thing and then it wasn't for uh, European soccer, right? Tell me at least you, you've heard of this, right? Yeah, barely and vaguely, yes. Okay, well, that, that's all you need. I don't, You don't need to know any explicit details, but... We have created a Super League for college basketball. It was originally going to be 12 teams. We couldn't decide on the 12th. So immediate expansion. Before the league even was created, we already elected to expand. Uh, so we've now got 16 teams. We only have 15 picked out. I'm going to let you pick the last one. But here's what we've got in so far. Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, UCLA, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Indiana, UConn, Arizona, Louisville, Syracuse, Ohio State, and Texas. That's 15 teams. Do you want to kick anybody out, or would you just like to add the 16th? Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tough off the top of my head. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I want to booty in those teams out. I was going to actually say Ohio State, and then you guys put them in right at the end. So mm-hmm. you guys cleared that bar. We've got, I mean, there's some teams out there, uh, Michigan, Baylor, uh, Virginia, Arkansas. I don't know. Derek is really trying to champion Arkansas, uh, <laughs> Florida, if you wanted to. Anybody stick out? Razorbacks. <laughs> uh, not Arkansas. Um, That's what I said. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to go against some of these teams. I mean, we're talking about teams that just won national titles, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Virginia and Baylor are the last two, but over the course of time, I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, we put Texas in off-brand alone. You know, Austin, Texas, a lot of money, hot new coach. It's easy to see. They, they, they're not in off-merit. They're in because they help the brand. Had you put Wisconsin in? Oh, we didn't even mention Wisconsin. I mean, I know that they've had a lot of losses lately, but they've been pretty good for a while too. Um, I guess, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either Baylor or Virginia going to get because again, that's the last two national champs. I mean, you, about putting them in is totally fine. If you want to go for a dark horse, I think I'm fine with Wisconsin as well. They've had some sustained success and um, some pretty good coaches lately. So, but that's I don't think I have a final sixteen for you. But come on, dude, so this is you can't. Answers. We're at the we're at the round table. All right, we need we need it's it's not cutting time, man. It's time to decide who the last team's going to be. I don't need you flip flopping or wavering okay. right now. But if we're going for a super league right now, I think it's tough to keep Baylor out. All to right, be completely honest with you. If Scott Drew is there and the talent is going to flow in like it has, I, it's tough to keep Baylor out. We're basically looking at and projecting the next decade to twenty years of college basketball and saying who's going to be around, yeah. who's still going to be relevant, who are you willing to bet on. I'll put- I'll, I'll put Baylor in there for sure. Yeah, Baylor's it's it's pretty fascinating now that what one title can do to the perception. And I know that you are already high on on Baylor and what Scott Drew has done, but 
Isn't it just kind of fascinating what winning the title can do just in terms of validating yourself as a legit program? Not just like we knew Scott Drew and Baylor was good. Now you you have to keep them in the conversation when you're talking about elite basketball programs. Yeah, and it's, it's too bad, too, because sometimes that can sort of negate a lot of what's happened with teams, too. Um, you know, I, I started to see, again, Twitter's not a good measure of anything, but people even saying, who has the better resume now, Scott Drew or Bill Self? You know, and it's like, well, Bill Self won a lot of conference titles in a row. You know, that, that's kind of, um, he's, he's accomplished a lot more than both those guys just winning one national title. Here, just for fun's sake, I went ahead, and you know me, Mr. Numbers Guy, I pulled up the program ratings for Ken Palm. Um, so I'll, I'll read the top 16 that he has, and uh, you, we, we can go from there. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Michigan State, Arizona, Villanova, Florida, Louisville, Gonzaga, Texas, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Maryland, Virginia, UCLA. So, uh, yeah, Wisconsin might not be a bad call either. I don't know about that, man. I feel I feel about Wisconsin <laughs> how, how I feel about Derek bringing fact, up Arkansas. Arkansas, six Final Fours, Wisconsin, Baylor combined, seven. It's mm. not fun. Mm. There's nothing fun mm. about that fact. That's mm. just a fact. Mm. It's just, just a Arkansas, 48th, 48th in the program rankings, you know, just saying. 48? They're not even top 40. Uh, they just happened to hit a bad skid when Ken Palm got created. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blame the analytics. Blame the analytics. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess you're, we're about a week into, Jesse, uh, Travis Goff's national search for a new head coach. What do you think is is going to be sort of... Because uh, he, didn't, he didn't say a lot at his introductory press conference about how he's going to conduct the search and what things are going to stand out to him. What do you think is going to be sort of his guiding light or, or principles? Is, is it... Do we even have anything to go off of to try and answer that as we try to figure out, you know, who he's going for or what he's looking for? Not too much, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I think you're right with that, Nick. But, I mean, this to me, Douglas Strauss kind of done two very similar things in the two AD hires he's made, which is both of those guys you figured, well, one you knew, one you figured was going to have to make a head football coaching hire very soon. And so, you hire the guy that you believe is going to be best choosing or has the best instincts to choose that next coach. And there were reasons to think that Jeff Long could have done that um, and done a better job with that, even though obviously Les Miles did not turn out. But he had all the FBS experience, you know, was on the college football playoff committee, had all the connections, um, all those things. It just obviously did not work out with Les Miles. He became laser focused on getting him in the program. But I, I think when you hire Travis Goff, and from all the glowing things that Douglas Rod said about Travis, and then also talking about him in the interview process, how impressive he was, and how impressed the search committee was with him, I think you put your trust in him that he's going to make that right choice. And yeah, this this comes down to Travis basically using everything that he's had up until now, all those personal experiences, all the interview training, all those sorts of things to pick out who's going to be best for Kansas football. Um, but, you know, I will say this, Nick. It's it's a little fascinating this time because Cable has been bad for a while. Heck, they were 0-9 last year. But you have to give credit to Les Miles because of the recruiting that's happened in the program. The last two recruiting classes have been pretty good. And this, this program might be a little bit quicker to being turned around than a lot of people on the outside would think. So what I think that's resulted in is it's a more desirable job now than potentially it was in the past, which is it's a weird thing to say that, but I think it's true. And because of that, these names that keep popping up, they sure seem like higher-tier names mm-hmm. than what Kansas had to go with in the past. So 
again, you put your faith in Travis Goff. If you are Douglas Gerard, you say, go do your due diligence, do the interviews, see what stands out to you, see where it takes you, all those sorts of things. But uh, I will say, again, it might not turn out for Kansas a lot. He's hard to not turn out for Kansas. But it does seem like the Munkins and Leipolds of the world are a different tier of what Kansas is picking from compared to what they're normally picking from, and that's probably a good sign for Kansas fans. It's kind of like one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Like we've been we've been sitting here at ground zero for the past decade saying none of this is working. This sucks. <laughs> this program is is not worth cherishing. Yet somebody from the outside comes in and says, "No, actually, I'm interested. You're better off." Like somehow along the way, the past 10 years, this program has improved despite all the evidence pointing to the contrary. Yeah, well, and I mean, the thing is, you have to have parties that want to be interested, especially at this point in time, which uh, isn't always easy. You know, like you think about a guy like Lance Leipold, they just finished up spring ball. I mean, the guy's got a bunch of seniors on his roster, so the timing isn't great here. You know what I mean? You go through uh, however many practices it is, and you go through your players, and you tell them to trust you, all that stuff, but it's also, you know, for Kansas, uh, let's be honest with this, like, Kansas right now, Kansas Wall, cannot get a perfect coaching hire. Like, they cannot check off everything that you want from a coaching hire because it's Kansas. You know what I mean? They can't. But yet, having said that, you know, um, Lance Leipold and Jeff Munkin both seem like pretty good candidates from what Kansas would sort of, you know, be on the top of their upper tier just because, hey, are they the most gregarious people in the world? Probably not. You know, are they the youngest guys? Could you grow with them for 20 years? No. But are they ready to prove themselves at the Power 5 level? And Kansas is the type of program that would, quote, take a chance on a guy like that or one of those two guys? Yeah. So, I mean, like the marriage sort of makes sense both ways. And and I'm trying to think back, you know, who the obvious candidates were in previous coaching searches. I mean, it seemed like, you know, the Jim Harbaugh thing happened with the Lou Perkins one, and then he that that fell through, and then he went with Turner Gill. It seemed like he had kind of his mindset on Turner Gill. The Charlie Weiss thing came out of nowhere. Uh, I remember Gus Malzahn was kind of the hot name at the time, and obviously that would have probably worked out better for Kansas if they'd taken Gus Malzahn, but uh, went with Charlie Weiss instead. David Beatty is probably the lowest point of the program where they didn't have scholarship numbers. I mean, the, the roster was a mess after Charlie Weiss kicked those guys off, so the pool was really shallow, I think, uh, when it came to who they were looking for then. And then with Les Miles, again, sort of the laser-focused thing, there, there seem to be a few names out there, uh, the Skip Holtz of the world. But, again, this, this search just seems different, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Travis Goff or the job that he has to do. And, again, he could still hire somebody out of nowhere that nobody's expecting. But the way that this has played out, it just these two guys, along with Willie Fritz, they just seem like obvious candidates, and, and there seem to be obvious reasons that Kansas would be interested in them and obvious reasons that they would – you know, reciprocate and be interested in Kansas and getting, you know, those guys aren't getting any younger. If they want to prove themselves at the Power 5 level, this would be a great opportunity to do it. So I'm not saying there's a slam dunk choice or that this makes Travis Goff's job absolutely easy because you could pick one of those guys that could still fail. But it it sure seems like um, the the cream is rising to the top in this particular search, and there doesn't seem to be many secrets when it comes to this search. It seems like those three names are going to circulate a lot until that new hire is made. Jesse Newell, Kansas City star, joining us here on Rock Chuck Sports Talk. What do you expect the financial situation to look like as, as Travis Goff is going out to get these guys? We've seen sort of a wide variety. I think Les Miles was making uh, a little bit shy of $3 million. David Beatty was less than a million. Where do you expect this to come in? 
Well, that's kind of the positive for Kansas as well with this, is that if you're talking like a guy uh, like Munkin, who is making less than a million, well, <laughs> you know, if you make his salary $2 million, then you're probably doing okay for yourself uh, and doing okay for him. And that, I mean, I know not everybody is um, always tied in just for the finances of things, but, yeah, if you're bringing in a coach and doubling the salary and still able to stay under that, million mark that Les Miles came in with, and you're probably going to be doing okay for yourself. And um, I think, and, and listen, I want to give you guys credit. You've talked a lot about this on your show when I've been driving around and listening to you guys, but um, I think the bigger concern maybe isn't that number, it's the staff number and how KU would navigate that situation. Because, you know, you're talking about you have uh, an offensive coordinator just signed up for two years at $600,000 a year. Uh, I mean, everybody talked about how Les Miles' buyout was so expensive at $1.99 million. Well, if KU tells Mike DeBoer to go away, that's $1.2 million, and you're just getting ready of an offensive coordinator instead. And so um, if you're completely changing over the staff and you want to do that at this late, this late process, that's what's going to cost you the money. And we've talked about it a lot before. This is the fiscal year where KU is down $30 million plus in revenues because of the pandemic. So that might be a difficult sell unless – as you guys have talked about, you completely get this thing bought into with the donors and or Travis Goff can get complete buy-in with them and say, hey, I know you've written checks in the past, but it's time to write me a check because I haven't been here before, that sort of thing. So that'll be kind of the thing to watch with Kansas is because, you know, you more than likely you want to get this new coach in here so we can start off as quickly as possible. But how much of the staff does he keep? How much of that is a monetary decision? How much of that is just a coaching decision and trying to keep players? All that will be kind of uh, interesting to track as Travis Goff moves on with this decision and KU tries to transition itself to a new coach while potentially maybe keeping a few of the old ones as well. All right, Jesse, before uh, before we get you out of here, I actually want to I want to test out your uh, your KU trivia knowledge. As you know, we're doing uh, RCST trivia right now. Here we go. What? You don't want to do it? <laughs> no, no, I'm ready. Are you nervous? I'm, I'm just, I, I I, no, I don't, I, I don't sign up for this, and then I sound really stupid on the air. But, That's the no, point. We're good. That's the. Point. I just had the. Uh, I just had the, the Coke Zero cherries, so my mind is fresh. So I'm going to promise not to touch Google, and uh, we'll do this. All right, I want to ask you something because something that we've had trouble with so far is people just getting stumped on jersey number questions. Like what? What name one player who wore this jersey number or? What jersey number did this player wear? Do you feel like those would be layups for you? Uh, those would probably be mid-range jumpers. Well, mid-range jumpers are inefficient, so you, I feel like that'd be a bad. That, that's a bad thing, right? Uh, it would. It would be somewhere between not great, but okay. All right, Go let ahead, me, try me. Let's let me just this. test you with one of them. Okay, um, name a KU player to wear the number thirty-two. Uh, 32. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a mid-range jumper. Maybe it's a half-court jumper. Uh, I'm going to say T.J. Pugh. Hmm. T.J. Pugh. See, I just pulled this Was one out 33? of my... I pulled this one out of my butt, so I didn't look ahead. Um, T.J. Pugh... God, can I find a picture of T.J. Pugh wearing a Kansas jersey? My goodness. He was 32. <laughs> Dang him. Dang him. Wow. Oh! <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to start. I'm going to give you 
I'm going to do it the same way we do it in RCST Trivia. I'm going to advance you. I'm going to start you with some easy ones. Yeah, cue the music. There we go. I'm going to start you with some easy ones. and I'm... Okay, yeah, all right. All right, all right. What KU big man holds the record for most total rebounds in a two-year career at Kansas? Big man holds the record two-year career at Kansas. Yeah. I'm trying to think of guys that had two-year careers at Kansas. Uh, hmm. Okay, you stumped me. Wow! <laughs> Will Chamberlain ring a bell, Jesse? Oh, man, he does. Come on. When all else fails, guess Will Chamberlain. When it comes to t- statistical records. I was just trying to get records. to your players. Yeah, okay. Okay, all right, all right. Will Chamberlain, I, oh, okay. I would be out of the bracket. All right, that's fine, but maybe the other guy missed the question, so I'll give you another one. Uh, <laughs> what nine seed did Kansas defeat in the second round of the 2016 NCAA tournament? Oh my God. This one is the one I want to cheat on. 2016. So that was the Villanova year. So they beat, uh, was it? It was Maryland. 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 Maryland was the team. No, wait, wait. See the hole. See the hole. Gosh darn it. Maryland was the next round. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be taking this much joy. It was Connecticut. Connecticut in 2016. Maryland was the Sweet 16 team, and Seton Hall was the team they beat in 2018. It's all right. Uh, So, well, you can see where my mind's working here, at least. I'm I'm not letting you get out of here without getting one right. All right, I'm going to give you another chance (laughs) of glory here. How much time do you got? Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Who was the last Kansas player to lead the team in points per game in back-to-back seasons? Frank Mason. <laughs> Do I even cover this soon? <laughs> oh, it's Perry Ellis. Perry Ellis <laughs> is the crowd. I'm not giving you another one. I can't do this to you anymore. I didn't prep you. I didn't warn you. <laughs> I didn't warn you. You got to do it. Uh, you, have, you, I, you should be proud of me. My computer is right here. It could have been easy to Google. You know what? You I'm, can. I'm just, I'm, I'm a man of the people here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. Those were, I've been asking them. They were supposed to progressively get more difficult. So if, I'll give you one more. This is the most difficult one I've given you. If you get this, I think it would counteract all the ones you just missed. Okay? You can salvage yourself uh, as somewhat of a KU expert here if you can get this right. Come on. Historian. Think historian. Who did Kansas <laughs> lose to in the 1940 National Championship game? St. John. Uh, Indiana. Indiana <laughs> is the correct answer. Oh, that's so close. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so rude for me to bring you no, on. You're, you're taking time. I know, but no, I have to say it. I have to say it. So no. I sound like a nice guy. You're taking time out of your day to come on the show, and I don't warn you. I put you up against it like that just to embarrass you, and I feel a little bad. But it's great content. Great content. I've got, I've got two words for you. All right, yeah, TJ Pugh. That's what I got. <laughs> That's right. You. That's TJ, right. TJ, TJ Pugh. We'll, we'll always have TJ Pugh, Nick. That's right. We will always have TJ Pugh. Jesse, thanks for being <laughs> a good sport, man. Thanks for the time. All right. Thanks, Nick. All right. That's Jesse Newell. Check out his work in the Kansas City Star and at KansasCity.com. He's Derek Johnson. I'm Nick Schwartz. You're listening to Rock Chuck Sports Talk. Quick shout-out to all of our sponsors, RCST Trivia, 23rd Street Brewery, Sporting Kansas City, Pella Windows, Toppling Goliath, 
CBD of Lawrence, River Rat, Print and Skate, Jayhawk Trophy, Hawaiian Bros, and the Lawrence Public Library. Our first matchup today brought to you by 23rd Street Brewery. Open for dine-in, carry-out, and catering. Outdoor patio is a great spot to enjoy the warm weather. Try the Bill Self Mac and Cheese, the Haney Turkey Stack, or any of the great menu items. And don't forget about the 23rd Street Brewery's beer, which you can get to go as well with their crowlers. All right, matchup number one for RCSD Trivia today. we got four matchups coming your way. A lot to get to. We've had a mixed bag of results so far this week. We've had a few good ones. We've had a few stinkers. Hopefully today will be the day where we can go four straight. Nobody missing any layups. Nobody missing any what should be slam dunks. The first matchup of the day, a 6-11 matchup. One veteran, one newcomer. Let's get to meet our contestants here. For day two of RCST or for round one of RCST trivia, six eleven matchup between Jess Coffee and Patrick Moore. Jess, otherwise known as Hawkman, was in RCST trivia a season ago. Jess, can you tell uh, the listeners how it went for you in year one? Yeah, not very good. I was a number one seed and I uh, went out in the first round. So I'm hoping I'm like uh, Virginia from a couple years back. That's what I'm going. That's for. right. Get knocked out. Get knocked out in the first round one year win the championship the next year. Do you feel like the pressure is sort of off of you not having that target on your back as a one seed this time around? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I feel it's off a little bit, you know. Hopefully I can do like an 88, you know, KU team as a six seed. Well, you're going to be t- – there you go. There you go. You're going to be taking on a newcomer to RCST Trivia. He is an 11 seed, Patrick Moore, joining us now on RCST Trivia. Patrick? This is your first time around. Do you have any idea what to expect? I don't, but uh, I'm hoping for a Cinderella story run here uh, starting today. That's right. We just saw an 11 seed go to the Final Four in, U- <clears throat> in UCLA. So what, how would you sort of uh, describe yourself? Give us the self-scout on your, uh, your KU expertise. I cried in 97 when KU lost to Arizona. I think that was the second loss. Um, and that uh, pretty much started my, uh, my fandom since then. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about late Williams era and all of the self era. Um, if I get a question um, dealing with Clyde Lavellet, uh, Dick Harp era, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. Well, at least you can name those guys, right? It'd be one thing if I asked you to name the guy from 1952, the big man who was an All-American, but at least you know the names Clyde Lavellet and Dick Harp, so maybe you're not as bad as you think you are. So excited for this first matchup today, fellas. Before we get going, I want to go over some rules and some formatting. I'm going to be asking you a series of KU basketball questions going back and forth between the two of you until one of you guys is eliminated, the other one moving on. The questions will get progressively more difficult as we advance throughout the rounds. If you answer a question correctly, you're going to hear a sound like this. If you answer a question incorrectly, you're going to hear a sound like this. You have 30 seconds to answer. So use your time wisely. Don't rush, but be aware that clock is ticking. I will give you a five-second warning. When you have five seconds left on the clock, you're going to hear a sound like this. Get that answer off before Eric Collins yells, oh. If you don't, you're out of time and you're out of luck. Guys, before we get going, any last words for your supporters or for your doubters? Anything you want to get out there here before we start the competition? Uh, good luck. 
Okay. Yeah, good there luck. we go. Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship is not dead here in RCST Trivia. Patrick, you're the newcomer. You're the 11 seed. You're the underdog. So I give you the option of answering first or second. Which would you choose? I'll go first. Let's do it. All right. Rip that Band-Aid off. Yep. Your first question, Patrick. Name a current or a former KU athletic director. Uh, I'm going to go Bob Frederick. That is correct. Could have named somebody a little bit more current, but Bob Frederick, probably the most beloved KU athletic director, at least of my lifetime. Hawkman, your first question. Name another current or former KU athletic director. Uh, Jeff Long. Jeff Long, not one of the most beloved athletic <laughs> directors of my lifetime at KU. Amen to that. Way to knock him down, boys. Second round of questioning here. Going back to you, Patrick. Patrick, name a KU player to have worn the number 30. The number 30? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, I have no idea. Um, uh, yeah, I can't Ooh, think. You are out of time, Patrick. Uh, does the name Ochai ring a bell? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, that's embarrassing. Some other acceptable, it's okay, it's okay. Some other acceptable answers uh, would have been Greg Dryling, Adonis Jordan, uh, Roger Morningstar, David Padgett, Julian Wright, personal favorite of mine. Some of those, man, some of those numbers, those jersey number questions are pretty tricky. We've, we've, uh, we've had a few people trip up on those. All right. So, Hawkman, if you can knock this one down, you're going to avenge that loss from last year and move on to the next round. Here's your question. Name a KU player to have worn the number two. A T-hand. That is correct. Oh, man. Some oh. other acceptable answers. Uh, Christian Brown, Charlie Moore, Cliff Alexander, Alex Galindo. But you mentioned... Wow. Connor Tehan, and that is correct. He wore the number two, and you are moving on to the second round, Hawkman. How's it feel? You just talked about the anguish from a season ago getting knocked out as a one seed. You come back as a bit of an underdog, maybe with a chip on your shoulder, and you're moving on to the second round. You know, it, it feels pretty good to move on. You know, it's, it's a good game, and uh, just got to look forward to our next round. Got to start focusing on some more questions and do some research and find out who I'm playing against. That's right. So, uh, you know, you take tonight to celebrate. Enjoy this one. But in the morning, it's time to start getting ready for that next matchup. Now, Patrick, uh, I see the look on your face, man. And I knew it. Like, sometimes when people are blanking, that's why I like uh, being on Zoom for good and bad reasons. You can kind of see it right away. You kind of blanked oh. there on number 30. When I told oh. you, Ochai, um, did that one ring a bell once I, once I started rattling off some players? You know, um, 
Honestly, it, it really didn't. But when you said Julian Wright, I that rang a bell. And I and I because he's one of my all time faves. So that that's that's unfortunate for me. Did uh, do you feel like the timer, the, the 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 clock, the internal clock going on in the back of your head? That did that play a factor in, in not able to uh, come up with Julian Wright? No, no I, I think I just instantly panicked because when you said 30, I was hoping you'd say 34, which would be a layup, you know, Paul Pierce. Would have been, uh, yeah, but then, then I just blanked and yeah, I knew I was done for. Well, um, you know, it happens to the best of us. We've seen a lot of guys who come in their first year. Hawkman can attest to that year one. Don't really know what to expect. All of a sudden come back year two and feel like a little bit more prepared. So do you see a year two in your future, Patrick? I know it's a long ways out, but you got an off season ahead. Do you feel like you could be back in 2022? You know what? I'm going to weigh my options, might explore the transfer portal, but, uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I, can, uh, if I can stick around and come back next year. No, I'm kidding. I'll be back for sure. All right. I, respect- <laughs> I respect your decision, right? People got options, man. Well, Patrick, thank you so much. Hawkman. Congratulations. We'll see you in the next round, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm sorry if you feel like I'm taking out my frustration on you, but uh, you, Derek. I Me? Yeah, because I'm starting to get the the feeling that this is all your fault. Whoa. That people missing the jersey number questions. Oh, it's my fault. Yeah. Okay. Tell me why. Well, dude, at some point you start to wonder why is everybody getting these wrong? See, you're the fan who's mad at Bill Self because they can't stop the three-point defense. <laughs> That's not what this is at all. No, dude. All these people are missing jersey number questions. Everybody. That's like the but like, sixth again, or seventh like, I'm one. not asking obscure numbers, and we're not asking, you know, what number did Paul McKeskey wear? Paul McKeskey wore 40. I don't know the answer. Well, now I got to look it up. Yeah, you have to. I mean, absolutely, it would be at the top of the list of great hairdos, but I have no idea what number he wore. Did he have a great mustache, or am I thinking handlebar sideburns? No, it was not a great mustache. It was like a porn stash. Um, <laughs> he wore 44, so oh, I was close. close. I was close. Give me another one. Let's put this to the test. All right, give me another player to wear 44. And, and, and when you say best hairdo, I mean, we're talking about just like a He's an, he's not the he's not a good looking guy. It's actually if you search Paul McKeskey Google image, one of the first things is him photoshopped onto the People magazine, <laughs> the sexiest man alive, and it says McKeskey does it again. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. That's great. Paul McKeskey, man. I don't know actually what a good he's player. Up to. The least athletic looking basketball player of all time. Did well though. Did he? Do you know his numbers? I don't, but I do know he was good enough to appear on uh, maybe a question or two down the road, which mm. I don't think we'll ever actually get to because I think they're buried away in very. So hard. get your uh, get your McKeskey trivia, yeah. get it ready. Um, give me another player. Give me another player. I'm gonna put this to the test to see the how hard he's number are. one. Yeah, yeah. And you can do either one. Okay. Give me. Tell me 32. the thirty-two. Hmm. Do you know an answer? Do you know? Somebody? I only know one, but I probably wouldn't have asked this one because it was probably harder. I don't know. Josh Selby was the only one. Ah, I could pick up. 
But again, again, the numbers I'm asking. Okay, I need to change this question to you because the numbers I'm asking are the basic numbers that okay, guys who have. Okay, give me, give me some ones. Time. Give me some ones of just like name. Okay, do, give me another one. Give me another one. Okay, twenty-two. Marcus Morris. Yeah. That was easy, one, right? Yeah. And those are the types of numbers I'm asking. Four. That was one. Somebody missed. Devontae Graham. Ten. I think was somebody missed. Uh, Svee. Yeah. Sure. Uh, thirty was just missed. Ochai. Yeah. Um, zero? Frank Mason. Okay. Double zero. Darrell Arthur. Come on. These are easy. Step it up. Three. Mm, three. Three, 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 you say. Uh, do you know one? Russell Robinson? Ah. Duh. Okay. Give me another one. Thinking. Uh, what numbers do a lot of players wear? Um, do it the other way. Ask okay. me what number a player wore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, Danny Manning, twenty-five. Rafael Friends, forty-five. Mitch Lightfoot, forty-four. Sasha Khan, twenty-four. Yeah, is that right? Uh, is that right? <laughs> I might have preemptively dinged that. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. And now I can't even remember. But see, I don't even know why I asked you. It's Sasha 24. Khan. It's 24. Okay, you got it right. But everyone that we've asked for what number does the player wear is like, oh, they have their jersey retired. You know, Sasha Khan doesn't. So I guess I got to stick with. No, the- no, no. I, I'll keep. Because if I can nail these obs- these more obscure okay. ones, then it gives nobody an excuse for missing okay. the easy ones. Aaron Miles. 11. Will Chamberlain. 13. Bill Bridges. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 44 again. I'm going to say... Bill- I don't know the answer to this. You're going to have to look this up. See, that one would clearly not be on the... If that one was on there, it'd probably be on like the hard side. 32. Oh. There's the 32. Wow. wow. All comes full circle. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so, okay, we've put it to the test. There's some easy ones in there. Um, You should be getting these. I'm back to not being mad at Derek. (laughs) You guys got to knock these down. Come on. Come on. They're not that hard, I swear. All right, matchup number two coming next. Could your business use a little push right now? Need help getting the word out there that you're hiring? Do you just want to let people know how great of a product you have? Well, you can advertise with Rock Chalk Sports Talk and or the Best of RCST podcast. For more information, contact djohnson at gpm.com. Now.com. That's D Johnson at GPMnow.com. RCST trivia brought to you by Toppling Goliath with a brewery and tap room located in Decorah, Iowa. Toppling Goliath features 10 of the top 250 beers in the world, according to Beer Advocate. That also includes three of the top 10, three of the top 10 world beers, and six of the top 100. If you're not going to be making it up to Decorah anytime soon, don't worry. You can order Toppling Goliath apparel and beer. At tgbrews.com. All right, matchup number two today for RCST Trivia. And once again, we've got a veteran and a newcomer. Let's get to know our next set of contestants. A 3-14 matchup in the Midwest region. The three seed, Ryan Schlesner. Am I saying that correctly? Do I have your last name Pretty right, close. Ryan? Pretty close. It's better than most people do. Ryan Schlesner. Schlesner. Okay. Hey, 
it's all this is an audio format, so I got to make sure I'm nailing these names. Ryan, a three seed. You were in this competition a year ago. I love uh, recalling. I know it's probably painful to, for uh, for everybody to answer, but I love recalling uh, the questions that eliminated people the year before. Do you still remember the one that knocked you out? Absolutely. It was uh, a question that in this year's format with the 30 seconds, I honestly believe I probably would have gotten. Uh, it was, you know, who did KU lose to in their first game of the season in the 2016-2017 year being Indiana? Uh, just didn't, in the, with the 10-second timer, I couldn't get the recall to get there, but uh, lost to Tate, who ended up being the runner-up in the whole thing, so I'm not sure I would have beat him anyways. Yeah. But I, I feel like I could have gotten that question right at least with a little bit more time. It takes some solace in the fact that at least the guy who knocked you out went on to, to do pretty well. That's, that's a coping mechanism for me anytime Absolutely. KU loses to a good team. Yeah, I became a huge, right, became well, a huge Tate fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. Uh, well, you're taking on uh, a newcomer. Could this be another juggernaut in the first round? In his first go around, the 14 seed, Dalton Jasper with us here on RCSD Trivia. Dalton, how you feeling ahead of this first matchup, man? Uh, I've, I've been feeling pretty good. I've been going over some questions online, just been looking through some stuff to make sure I'm on top-notch and ready to go for this first round. Awesome. Well, it's your first go-around. Some For some people, that's great. They don't know what to expect. For other people, you know, nerves could play a factor. Are you feeling pretty uh, calm, collected? you feel like nerves are going to uh, play a factor into this one? I was feeling fine until I got connected into the Zoom call. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> All right, man. Just take a deep breath. Relax. I'm going to go over some rules and some formatting before we get going. I'm going to ask you guys a series of KU basketball trivia questions until we have our winner. We'll alternate back and forth. And the winner is uh, advanced once one guy answers it right and the other guy answers it wrong. The questions will get progressively more difficult. So you guys both answer it right. We move on to a more difficult set of questions and so on and so forth until we have our winner. You guys both get it wrong. I'm just going to ask you another set of questions from that same difficulty level. You have 30 seconds to answer. Your timer starts as soon as I get done asking the question. I will give you a five-second warning. So when you hear this sound, that means you've got five seconds left. Get that answer off before you hear this. If you hear Eric Collins yell, oh, and you haven't started your answer, that's bad news because that means you've run out of time and your answer will automatically be incorrect do you guys have any questions for me before we get this thing started nope i'm ready all right all right let's do this fellas dalton as the 14th seed i'm going to give you the option of answering first or second i'll go second all right so ryan back at it and the first question is for you ryan what jersey number did mario chalmers wear at kansas 15. 15 is correct. Dalton, your first question. What jersey number did Sharon Collins wear at Kansas? Number four. Number four is correct. All right. On to the next. Back to you, Ryan. Ryan, what KU guard played for the Jayhawks from 2007 to 2010? He was a consensus first-team All-American. He now has his jersey retired in Allen Fieldhouse. Be Sharon Collins. That's right, another Sharon Collins question. All right, back to you now, Dalton. 
Dalton, another KU guard, played for KU from 2000 to 2003. He helped guide KU to the only undefeated Big 12 regular season ever. He was also a first-team All-Big 12 selection two times. He has his jersey retired inside Allen Fieldhouse. What's his name? I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Miles. That is incorrect. The correct answer, Kirk Heinrich. Oh, yeah. Kirk Heinrich was the answer we were for. Has his jersey retired inside Allen Fieldhouse. You're staring up at the ceiling right now, <laughs> taking a deep breath. I know uh, disappointing feeling right now. Dalton, can you just kind of take us through what you're feeling? I think I, I rushed that answer too quick. I think I knew that in my head. I just went too fast. Was the clock sort of ticking in the back of your head? Was that getting into your headspace a little bit and affecting the answer that you yeah, gave? Yeah, yeah, it was. I just, I just went too quick. I had more time than I thought and just went too fast over that. What's, uh, what's the KU jersey you're wearing right now? Uh, Jock Bond. Okay. Number 11. I can tell it was a throwback. I was, it would be, man, it, it would be so great for Zoom right now if you would have panned down and it was a Kirk Heinrich jersey. I mean, <laughs> that just would have, that would have really been a lot well, better. Not the, not the result that you were looking for, but I mean, this is your first time, and I, and I like putting people on the spot here first time around. Do you feel like after having gone through this, you're going to be better suited to come back next year and maybe get over the hump? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm Ryan, excited for next you year. you are moving on. Yeah, good, good. Well, you know what? Maybe not the best performance we've seen. Probably the best beard that we've seen so far in our CST trivia. So you can take, a, take that home with you. Ryan, you're moving on to the next round. How's it feel? Feels good, man. Those those questions when you get so specific on years are challenging, especially, I mean, that question Dalton got, there were so many good guards during that time period. Uh, just So just having to narrow it down to who specifically was, you know, 2000 to 2003, that was a tough one. Uh, but I'm, I'm feeling good, um, feeling like my preparation paid off. I'm actually sitting in a Costco parking lot. My wife convinced me to make the trip today, so I made her quiz me on the way to Costco. So I felt pretty fresh by the time I got here. Fantastic. It's a family affair. We love seeing that. Love seeing the dedication, fellas. Thank you so much for being a part of RCST Trivia. Dalton, hopefully we'll see you next year. Ryan, we'll see you in the next round. Thanks, guys. Perfect. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. I can't decide whether I want to be mean to people or nice to people after they get eliminated. <laughs> I cannot decide. Part of me wants to hate on them and tell them that they suck. How'd you miss that? The other part of me just wants to say thanks for trying. You know, I appreciate the courage that it takes to come on this show and fail in a very public manner. Is this almost like a taste of your own medicine in terms of like, okay, fans who do the trivia come on here and they do the show and now we get to criticize them like we criticize the team that they criticize mm -hmm. all year long. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if these people were criticizing. You know, maybe the these thing, are just yeah. nice people. Yeah. I do know that we need some better performances today. Mm. This week... Has not been up to snub Ever compared to last week. Friday turned it. Yeah, man. The first four days were so good. And the last four, the last three and a half have been pretty lousy. So we need to finish the week with a bang. Or maybe we just need to get through this first round 
and next week's when the real matchups are going to start. I don't know. We got two more coming today, and I got high hopes. RCST Trivia continues next. RCST Trivia is brought to you by Sporting Kansas City. MLS is back. After finishing at the top of the Western Conference last season, Sporting Kansas City is ready to take the field and paint the wall this year. And if you haven't heard, Sporting Kansas City will be welcoming a limited capacity crowd again this season. To watch Sporting Kansas City live and in person this year, go to SeatGeek.com SKC. And because you're a listener of Rock Chalk Sports Talk, use the code SKCRCST at checkout to get an exclusive discount on tickets. Again, use the code SKCRCST at checkout and receive an exclusive discount for our listeners at checkout. We'll see you at Children's Mercy Park. All right, matchup number three for today, RCST Trivia, a 7-10 matchup. We are sticking with the Midwest region, and once again, continuing the theme of a veteran versus a newcomer, the 7-10 matchup featuring Scott Wymore and Max Fozzie. Wymore, a uh, a familiar last name because we had another Wymore yesterday who actually gave us probably the best performance to date, answering for the first time this year a very hard question, got all the way to the last difficulty level, knocked it out of the park uh, with the with the uh, Texas Southern Pole. And now we've got Scott Wymore. Scott, what's the relation between you and uh, Andrew Wymore? He is my older brother. He is your older brother. Um, he did really well yesterday. Would you say that you guys have comparable Kansas basketball knowledge? Yeah, I, I would give myself a little uh, higher grade, but... Uh... As I said earlier in the, in the pre in the pre show, I, I don't think I would have been able to pull the Texas Southern. So props to him for that. Okay, so but but overall, you would give yourself the edge over your older brother. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I love it. I hope we get a sibling rivalry. I don't know how the bracket would shake out, where where would that would have to happen. But I'm all well, about got, the storylines here. You guys had here us last year to play each other. Had we won our first round matchup, so we we blew that one. <laughs> that's right we're not we're not hooking you up with that again this year but uh you're back as 17 and andrew was able to to get past and move on to the next round we'll see if uh you suffer or excuse me if you have a similar fate this time around but first you gotta get through the 10 seed in the midwest region he is an rcst trivia newcomer max fossey with us on rcst trivia all right max what do you i mean what's your level of expertise when it comes to kansas basketball how would you sort of describe yourself there um, you know, I, I actually really have no idea, to be honest with you. I, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about everything college. I mean, Kansas basketball and football. Uh, I've been a diehard fan as long as I can remember. I actually used to, I used to build the trivia things that you'd find on those trivia websites, like back in like 2007, 2008. I would build those trivia things out. I would have my dad quiz yeah. me and stuff uh, uh, throughout my life. You know, I haven't been as passionate about KU trivia as of late. I just am a passionate fan. Um, so, uh, yeah, I rate myself okay. Just trying not to embarrass myself here on radio and, and not completely, you know, look like an idiot. Likewise. Well, I put this out earlier. <laughs> Sometimes I'm mean to people right after they get eliminated, especially if they miss what I believe to be easy questions. But I love every RCST trivia contestant like a family. You guys are my brothers for life. So we're all in this together. It's a bonding experience. You got Don't it. I have respect for willing to come on here because I know a lot of people who know a lot about KU basketball 
but aren't willing to come on the radio because they're too nervous. So I know it takes some courage and guts to get up here. So no need to uh, be worried about getting embarrassed. Scott, Max, I'm excited for this matchup. I think we got a good one in store. Uh, before we get going, I want to go over some formatting one last time here. I'm going to ask you guys a series of Kansas basketball questions alternating back and forth until one of you guys is eliminated. If you guys both answer correctly, I'm going to move on to a more difficult set of questions. Derek, getting a little uh, little jumpy there with the buzzer. That's the sound you're going to hear, by the way. If you answer a question correctly, if you answer a question incorrectly, you're going to hear that sound. You have 30 seconds to answer. That timer starts as soon as I get done asking you the question. I will give you a five-second warning when you hear this ticking sound. That means you have five seconds left on the clock. That scream from Eric Collins means you have run out of time. So make sure you get your answer out before you hear that sound. Guys, before we get going, do you have any final questions for me? We're good to go. I will take Here we go. Scott, Max, let's do it. 7-10 matchup. Max, you're the 10 seed, so technically you're the underdog, which means I'm going to give you the option of answering first or second. Let's go first. Let's try it. All right, let's do it. Here's your first question, Max. Finish this line. Rock, chalk, blank. Jayhawk. Jayhawk, that's right. It was almost so easy... He was surprised I was asking it, but that's what these uh, really easy questions are for. All right, Scott, your first question. Finish this line. Wave the blank. Wheat. Wheat is correct. All right, one for one. Let's move on to the next set of questions, and we're going back to you, Max. Max, KU had two McDonald All-Americans on their roster this past season. One was a guard. One was a big man. I need you to name one of them for me. Uh, well, uh, Bryce Thompson. That's right. A sad, sad day. Bryce Thompson <laughs> no longer with the program, so only one McDonald's All-American, at least so far, on next year's team. All right, back to you now, Scott. In 2018-2019, Kansas had two lead guards. Both were freshmen, and both were McDonald's All-Americans in high school. Name one of them for me. Uh, Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes also said you guys both named the guys who decided to <laughs> leave the program. Way to go. Let's bring it down on a Tuesday. But you know what? Already knocked out two of two. Best matchup so far today. Question number three. Back to you now, Max. Max, what KU player holds the school record with 52 points in one game? Um, I'm going to say Will Chamberlain. If you don't know the answer, just guess Will Chamberlain because there's <laughs> a lot of, if it comes to a statistical record at Kansas, Will holds it. That's right, 52 in his debut. Wow, what a debut. All right, back to you now, Scott. Scott, a Bill Self point guard is the first and only Jayhawk to ever win the Oscar Robertson Trophy which is awarded to the top point guard in the country. Who was it? Uh, is this a Bill Self recruit? 
Or just played under Bill Self? Bill, a point guard who played under Bill Self. I don't think Sharon ever got that. I'm, I'm going to go Aaron Miles. Scott, the correct answer we were looking for, Frank Mason. That's, hey, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up, Scott. Um, that's prop. I guess that's the response I expected you to have after missing that one. Um, I'm not crazy. How are you Miles feeling? Just, just for, take. Miles did play for one year under self, right? I'm not. Two years. Yeah, uh, two years. Yeah, two years in 04 and 05. But uh, yeah, Frank Mason sort of swept the award circuit. In 2017, Oscar Robertson uh, was one of those awards. How are you feeling, National, Scott? National Player of the Year. I should have been able to pull that. That's a uh, that's a choke. Did you did you feel like you got tripped up on the on the idea of okay, was it a recruit or was it somebody that played or I mean, what was? Yeah, because you asked I, that. that I think I was overthinking it. Um, you know, that's that's two years straight that one of the line wars goes out on. A Frank Mason uh, question. So that's brutal. Are you going to hear anything? Are you going to hear anything from your brother? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm I'm kicking myself. I mean, dude, National Player of the Year, you know, less than you know, what three seasons ago. So yeah. that's uh, that was a big. big do you take Do you take any solace that uh, Andrew's going to continue on? Do you Do you? I mean, do you just hop on the Andrew Wymore bandwagon, sort of circa Bill uh, Roy Williams putting the Jayhawk patch yeah. on his shirt in the national championship game? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll put an AW sticker on. <laughs> nah, I, of course. There we go. Got now, Max. Got to root for the family. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Max, uh, you didn't really know what to expect. You made your debut, and now you're moving on to the second round. How do you feel? I'm going to be honest. Uh, I literally just found out right now I won. I did not realize it was the first person to ask the question. I missed that. I missed that during the reading. <laughs> I, I was too nervous. So, uh, <laughs> it, 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 honestly. Uh, you thought you were just coming up with here in the middle of the matchup i was like hey however you guys want to run this pro run this program if you want to talk about that one missed question i was like man all right they're really uh drilling scott here over that but uh <laughs> dude you know um scott honestly it, it was a matter of time before one of us one of us choked i was just glad i i obviously got past that don't beat yourself up man i i uh it could have happened to either one of us so uh you know it was a good it was a good round i'm feeling Good, I guess. Moving on to the next next round, and uh, I'll keep studying. Well played. Thank you. In, in a state of shock, in a state of shock <laughs> that he moved on. Well, congratulations to you, Max. Scott, we appreciate you coming back. Thank you once again. Hopefully, maybe year number three is going to be the year we finally get that uh, much-anticipated Wymore matchup in RCST Trivia. I hope so. RCST Trivia continues next. RCST Trivia is brought to you by Pella Windows. Pella Product of Kansas is your one-stop shop for all your window and door needs. Pella offers everything from turnkey window and door replacements to experts in the field that can work with your contractor and find the perfect solution for that project to make your house feel like a home. Whether you're building a home, taking on a remodeling project, or simply want the best replacement solution, Pella Windows has all your answers. Stop by the newly remodeled showroom on the northwest corner of 6th and Wakarusa or call 785-749-4808. Don't hesitate. Appointments are filling up fast. Last matchup of the day. It's a 2:15 showdown. We got a couple of guys returning, making their second appearances in RCST Trivia. 
Connor Anderson, the two seed, taking on Andy Mitz, the 15 seed in the Midwest region. Let's get to meet our final contestants for today. Connor, a two seed, you made it all the way to the Elite Eight a season ago. My favorite part is uh, quizzing people on the questions that they got wrong a season ago. Do you still remember the one that knocked you out? Yeah, it was a stupid one. Uh, Virginia national champion against Texas Tech. I just completely drew a blank. It was brutal. Whew. So you, you did make it pretty far, and you felt like you, you missed a question that shouldn't have knocked you out. Uh, do you feel poised for a deep run this time around? I mean, I'm hoping so. Not a lot of prep going in today. Have finals and practicals for the next week straight. So we're just flying and seeing what we know by the gut here. Wait a minute. Okay, so you've got finals coming up here in like 25 minutes. So I don't know if that's going to help you. I don't know if that's uh, going to hurt you, but it's certainly a first. You're going to be taking on a 15 seed, Andy Mitz. Andy, you were in RCST trivia season ago. What was the question that knocked you out? Yeah, the uh, the short time got to me. I mixed up the year that Frank Mason was a senior on the team and Devontae Graham was a senior on the team. So I just I just gave the wrong one because I was going way too fast. So you feel like the uh, the extended timer this year is going to help you out? Yeah, yeah. It means that I won't just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. I'll actually get a chance to think about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that's the case. That's the point, right? We don't care about how quickly you can recall the answer. We just want to know if you know the answer. And if you know it, 30 seconds feels like a reasonable amount of time to recall. All right, guys. You guys know the deal because you've both been in this before. Uh, so I won't waste too much time going through it. The only thing different from last year, as we just mentioned, 30-second timer instead of 10-second timer. Everything else is the same, alternating questions back and forth between the two of you. The questions will get progressively more difficult as you guys get them right, so you both answer correctly. We go on to a different set of questions, so on and so forth, until we've got our winner. You both answer incorrectly. I'm just going to ask you another set of questions from that same difficulty level. Uh, I think that's about it, guys. Andy, you're the 15 seed, so... By the way, for a returner, that's a pretty low seed. I don't know how you feel about what the selection committee did. You hear from you well, you know, I was one of those small conference people last year that uh, did really, really well in a really weak conference this year. You know, they, they kind of seeded me accordingly. So, Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. This might be a tough matchup. We'll find out. Andy, you're the 15 seed. I'm going to give you the option of answering first or second. I will go second. Okay, so first question is for you, Connor. Connor, what jersey number did Brandon Rush wear at Kansas? 25. 25 is correct. Andy, your first question. What jersey number did Yudoka Azabuki wear at Kansas? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I was expecting this to go the other way. Uh, crap, 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 crap. Yudoka Or... Oh my gosh. I'm going to be kicking myself after this. This is one that I should not, I should not be missing. Um, go 25. 35. You don't get as a wore the number 35. Oh my God. 35. Okay. So you. That's like the worst thing that there's two bad things you can hear after I ask a question. One is complete silence. And the other is what you did, which was, I believe, oh, no. Or, oh, my gosh, I don't know exactly what it was. Um, okay, so these jersey numbers are tripping people up. So I want to go into the mind of someone who just missed one. Andy, like, is that one you felt like you should have had or the jersey number thing is just tricky? 
it's definitely one that I thought I probably should have had, but I, you know, I spent he, hearing you guys doing those Jersey number questions. I was sitting there and looking at a lot older ones. I wasn't really focusing on like the last year or two. And then once you yeah. said like random rest, I'm like, Oh crap. He's going to ask about one of like this last two, couple of years that I just, I don't know. I, I always have a hard time with Jersey numbers unless I'm actually looking at the player. Like I can tell who it is by the Jersey number looking at the player on the TV. But uh, yeah, you tell me to take a name and match it up with a jersey number. I can usually go the other way. But yeah, Ugh. that that is not one that I should have missed at all. Don't, be, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up, Connor. Um, it only took one question. You knocked out Brandon Rush. Would you have gotten his question right too? Yeah, I would have indeed. There's a few others on the team from the last year or two, like the bench guys. I would have struggled yeah. with, but yeah, you know. I don't know. We're going to have to go back to the drawing board with these questions because I can't, I can't bear to, to eliminate another person on an easy question with the jersey number. I can't do it. Derek, I can't do this anymore, man. Well, Andy, I'm sorry. Not quite as easy as you think they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? That was really nice of you, Andy, knowing that Connor has a, a final coming up here in a couple of minutes. It was nice of you to just not, you know, stretch this out, let him sort of focus on what really matters here. So exactly. that's really noble of you to – fall for him man i would say i'm just setting myself up for the uh, 16-1 upset next year there we go yeah you're just gonna <laughs> there's only one more spot for you to fall on the seed line hey we appreciate you andy connor congratulations moving on good luck on that final we'll uh we'll see you in the second round man appreciate it guys see you next time two 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 people today have been eliminated on jersey number questions. No, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm that. done. I'm done. We can't though. We can't we can't eliminate we can't take them out of the first round. Because no, that's not fair to the, fair. the yeah. final people who go tomorrow. Well, how many matchups do we have tomorrow? Four. That's it. And then and then we're done with the first round. I don't want any more the rest of the tournament. <laughs> I don't care. It's not fun. And you can say it's unfair. It's not fun. At least once we've made it through the first round, I feel like it's fair to eliminate. No, you know what? I'm game with that. It's funny because I feel like, and this probably statistically, I know it's not correct because we have had people answer them at least right. It feels like we've had more success on the hard and very hard questions than we have on the easy jersey questions. It's really unbelievable. I just don't, I just don't understand it. I feel so dejected right now. You know what? One more day. Thursday is going to be the best day yet. Tomorrow is going to be the best day of matchups. You just have to speak it into existence. He's Derek Johnson. I'm Nick Schwert. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk.